Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, everyone. This is our Independence Day celebration episode. So yeah, it's Independence Day, bitches. Get get lit. (laughs) Responsibly. Please drink responsibly. Yeah, Independence Day. Oh my God, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I, I can't believe uh, it. As of the posting, time yeah, flies. Time certainly flies, and time I'm sure flies when you've been quarantined. <laughs> summertime, it's like it feels so good when it hits, and I always think that Fourth of July is like such a an I- iconic piece because it really just kind of signifies like the year's half over, guys. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do with the rest of it? It's such a fun holiday. It is. It is. So today we're actually drinking, Sarah and I both have, well, it's technically the same wine, but it's called two different things. It's from Meeker Wine, and I have the Becoming Independent 2018 white wine, and Sarah's got her Verdello, and it is, it's the same fucking wine. Same fucking wine. Two labels. It's like fraternal Two twins. labels, same <laughs> wine. That sounds is like a really Oh God! Sorry. Don't don't let's not go there. Okay. Were you? I so, feel like you were thinking the same thing I was. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's crack these bottles. All right. Oh. Okay. There we go. And Sarah and I actually had this wine for the very first time. Was it two years ago now? It might have been. Yeah, with Molly Meeker. Yeah. Um, and, and she described this as adult lemonade, and I think that that was like the perfect description. Yeah, and I think we each bought bottles back then, and we each bought bottles. I know. I know. I smelled it from the bottle. All right. Well, cheers. Delicious. Cheers to freedom. Go ahead. Oh, my God. So this that is- almost sound, uh, That almost sounded like a Liberty Bell. Freedom. Oh, like in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. The Liberty Bell? Yeah. Have you been there? No. I went, God, so many years ago when I was looking for college, because uh, I was looking at it Pennsylvania. And I remember we went up to the Liberty Bell, <laughs> took a picture in front of it with the big crack and all. It's cool. I mean, yeah. I've seen pictures. Yeah. So, so this smells amazing. It's, it's so crisp. It's slightly floral. It's very citrusy. <sighs> yeah. I'm like getting like grapefruit and flowers mm. and I don't know, deliciousness. This is one of those wines where you just want to immediately drink it. Let's cut the chatter and just drink. It's as good as I remember. It's like, and this is a different vintage. It's just delicious. It really is like adult lemonade. Like minus minus the super sweetness. Yeah, I mean, this is not sweet by any means. It certainly is very acidic, but I think it's it's real nice and refreshing. It's like perfect Mm -hmm. summer. Which it's a I perfect think perfect Fourth of July wine, honestly. Oh, totally. And actually, it, it's only like twenty-one bucks, maybe, on their website. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's not going to break the bank if you're going to get a couple bottles for something. Meeker wines. I know that we featured a Meeker wine before, the handprint Merlot. God, mm-hmm. that was like episode fourteen. I want to say it was early on. Yeah, it was early. Really delicious Merlot, by the mm-hmm. way. But. This is Verdello, one of their whites. They have a, a number of, I think they primarily focus on reds. And they're out They've in, got rosé too. Yeah. They're out in California. They are, 
I think in Healdsburg, so that's Sonoma County, mm-hmm. but they also, um, the fruit for this wine was actually purchased from a different vineyard, which is located near San Francisco Bay area. So it's called Contra Costa County. <laughs> yes. And the vineyard right. is Avena Vineyard. So yeah. Um, this is 100% for Dello. Mm. Uh, interesting that it's not very common in California. No. Can you tell us about Verdello? Yeah. So it actually originates um, in Madeira, Portugal. Mm-hmm. And I have always wanted to go to Madeira. Now, I have not made it there. I've made it to Portugal, but not Madeira. So this just Next like, trip. Next trip. You're fine. This definitely solidifies why I want to go. But anyways. Wait. Um, you want to drink? I... I'm not sure. I'm like actually like kind of weirded out by imagining this as like a port sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is, uh, usually historically it has been more of a fortified wine, a sweet wine, but that being said, it's kind of morphed. So it's known for its high acidity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clearly, clearly, (laughs) but it's morphed into more of a dry wine in places like Australia. That's a big place that it's grown um, in the Douro region of Portugal. So not Madeira, but their other wine region. Okay. Uh, Argentina and Spain. And then a tiny bit in California. And I read that they, there's only about 200 acres in California for Verdello because it actually is a white wine that likes heat, which is usually not white wines aren't really into the heat yeah. as much. That's kind of why those areas it does well in. But though in those places, it's kind of like a fruity, dry wine. So they're not Delicious. doing it as fortified. And I think even Madeira, they're playing with like a table wine dry that is Verdello. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, and what I've learned is that a lot, of, a lot of different countries will throw just about any grape into a random table wine. I mean, my label here for this it's called Becoming Independent. It's a special label designed for a particular organization that's out in California, um, a charity, uh, where proceeds for these bottles with these labels go towards that charity. But mm-hmm. what's on, what's noted on the label is just it's a 2018 white wine. And I bet that has something to do with the fact that Verdello is really uncommon uh, in these areas. And so if you see Verdello, it might seem very you know, you might not be as inclined to purchase it if you found it just in a wine shop somewhere. Yeah, um, that's so, true. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's really interesting that we were able to find a domestic Verdello that we could drink. That's 100%. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, you know, I, I like that. I like that that's unique for this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that I think more and more – it's interesting to kind of, especially a white wine that we like. Um, like <laughs> yes. this is probably one of my go-to whites if I can it's get my hands on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, something else interesting about Verdello is that it was really affected by uh, phylloxera. Mm-hmm. And so they never recovered as much as some of the other varietals. So the number of vines, just they didn't plant, they didn't replant what they could. And so that's, there was a big decrease at that time. So just kind of a, or maybe a, poss- a reason why we don't see it as much as we would like. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this. I like Meeker, you know, they've kind of got their quirky thing going on and I enjoy their small boutique winery and 
they're, most of their wines I've had that come from them are, are pretty good and affordable for the quality, I think, oh, yeah. especially from Sonoma. I hope to go visit them one day. Uh, I know. I would love to know. get up. Isn't it like an old bank? Isn't that what Ellen said? Yeah. It's an old bank is their tasting room. And I just think it would be a really cool experience. But it is a bit further north uh, than yeah. Napa. It's, it's yeah. a good drive. So if you're going to Napa and you're staying like in Napa proper, this is like a day trip. <laughs> yeah. To you need to really plan to yep. go there. Because um, yep, yep, yep. we, we didn't. And that's why we didn't end up there. <laughs> Uh, right. Because um, we didn't like specifically plan, but next time we'll have to, you know, and Molly Meeker's a lot of fun. Yeah. So are we going to get into our topic, which really is like, we're just trying to be light, but kind of talking about why this specific label first is on this bottle. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just talk about some fun 4th of July stuff. Independence Day bitches. Yeah. So actually just a little bit about this label becoming independent and, you know, why Meeker decided to partner with this organization. Um, Like I said, it is local. It was founded back in 1967, which is great. It's been around for a while. Yeah. It was started under another name from what I understand, and it was started by a couple parents who were really trying to help their children who had disabilities, whether that's physical or mental disabilities, find work and, you know, become self-sufficient too. And so I think, um, you know, what has evolved over the past, wow, are we looking like past 50 years? Mm -hmm. Can I do math right? 53 years. (laughs) Is that right? Uh, yep, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's some math. Uh, yeah, I think that, right. yeah, thank you for confirming. <laughs> I got to second guess myself when I'm doing it on the fly while Never drinking we wine. We already said that we don't do math while we need a minute. So it's okay. Yeah. 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 Again, this was founded, it was up in the Northern area. So it's still kind of located around that Healdsburg, Sonoma, Santa Rosa area. And essentially they decided to establish different programs to support and provide adult activities, independent living support services, and to advocate for people with disabilities. And so it really has grown since then. If you go on their website, which is just becomingindependent.org. There are a number of different programs that they have. You can find employment, you can find support, but you can also get hired for certain things. So they have different categories of jobs that people might be looking for or interested in, in hiring people who are, have disabilities. So I, I'm not quite sure the, the large impact, like they have the impact, like the, the number of people served and, you know, statistics like that on their website, but it's just really cool. And I, I applaud Meeker for actually honoring a local charity through this wine. And they also had a rosé that was available. Now, yeah, unfortunately, the charity designed labels are no longer available, but you can still get the Verdello that yeah. Sarah's got. You can. And I'm sure oh, yeah. you can donate independently to the charity if it's something that you feel passionate about. I know that right. there are a number of organizations around the country that do things like that. There's one, I believe, that's close to us called Lamb's Farm that, again, kind of address, tries to focus on these populations. So anyway, cool, cool. Yeah, become, becomingindependent.org. Well, bueno. so we're, ce- we're celebrating our country becoming independent. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the annual celebration. It's the annual celebration. And I know, Jamie, you and I have celebrated 4th of July together in the mm-hmm. past. 
So fireworks. I mean, everybody has got to see fireworks at some point. I know. Right? right? It's like it's not 4th of July without a fireworks display. Just like it's not New Year's Eve without a fireworks display. I feel like all of it is, you know, intertwined. I mean, in Milwaukee in the summer, there's fireworks for pretty much everything. But Oh, actually, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yes, definitely everywhere, 4th of July and fireworks go hand in hand. Do you know, so, do you know who invented fireworks? No. The Chinese. Yeah, I know it's been part of like cultural celebrations in China forever, but I didn't know they actually invented it. Yeah. This is like from like, I think the very first was maybe somewhere around like, I think it was called the Song Dynasty. So I think that's somewhere around, oh shoot, I can't remember if it's the 700s or the 900s AD. Um, so centuries, we've got lots of, lots of time with fireworks and like colors and shit like back in the day. And they used to actually put bamboo sticks in fire just for the loud pop. And I think that's like actually the origin of this. So it's more complicated than that. Really? But yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. interesting. I like bamboo. <laughs> I do. I did the bamboo forest in Hawaii and it was amazing. Beautiful. It was beautiful. So I, different topic. Anyways, um, do you know the history of why we do fireworks here? I don't. You mean so specifically I, in like the U.S.? And in, in, yes, in this great nation, America. 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 Uh, I can't say that like I want to. I haven't said it with my chest like I should. Um, yeah, so I don't, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not a scholar of American history. I don't know. I think I, what? Felt, I think no. I didn't like pay attention in school. Um, during no, American history. Sarah, give yourself a little credit. I, this is stuff that we learned like a long, long time ago. Yeah. I'm really bad at it. Granted, we did have to pass the constitution test junior year of high school, right? Do oh. they still do that? I went to private school. I don't think they did that. Oh, oh. Anyways. Well, on July 2nd, 1776 is when the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence. And two days later is when the 13 colonies adopted the Declaration of Independence, which was, as we know, I knew this, documented by Thomas Jefferson. And then from 1776 to today, 4th of July has been celebrated as the birth of American independence. So Mm -hmm. where do the fireworks come into play? In 1776, John Adams was the president, and he sent a letter to his wife, Abigail, telling her how the country had declared independence from England and how it should be celebrated. And he wrote that, and this is quotations marks, it should be marked with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, bonfires, bells, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. Forever. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. So he like basically demanded fireworks from the beginning. Yeah. And the next year, a 4th of July fireworks first displayed in Philadelphia with 13 rockets in the honor of the 13 colonies. Oh, I like that. Yes. So he had written that the evening was closed with the ringing of bells and at night there was a grand exhibition of fireworks which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the commons and the city was beautifully illuminated everything was conducted with the greatest order and 
decorum and the face of joy and gladness was universal. But isn't that the whole point? That's like one the biggest feeling or the greatest feeling about fireworks is just the yeah. display and the colors and the grandeur of it all. And how it makes you feel. Yeah. So five years later, fire, fireworks included um, other, like all different types, like you said, like the table rockets, the cherry trees, the fountains, like all the kinds of fireworks. So we've been doing that ever since. And in 1870, it became a U.S. federal holiday. I thought it would have been sooner than that, but. Yeah, right. I don't know. Does that just mean that they didn't like, like you can't work on it? It's like a bank holiday? I'm not really sure. Huh. I'm not sure. So there you go. There's a little piece of history from someone who doesn't know history. (laughs) Thank you for sharing and and bringing us all back up to speed. Maybe, maybe refreshing our memories uh, Mm -hmm. from back when we learned. So yeah. Okay. So you were describing some of the fireworks. Now, I think fireworks are great, but I don't want to be near them <laughs> like at all. Yeah. I would rather just look at them from afar. Is it because you're scared of them? Not that I'm like scared, scared, but there was a time when I was little that we were at my grandparents' house and you know, this is, this is why I don't like setting off fireworks personally. I've never done it myself, I'll say, but there was on my grandma's street, there was people that were setting off fireworks and they had these ones that like just shot out everywhere. They didn't go up in the air, although I think they were maybe supposed to. They shot out to the side and actually came over towards all of us. And one was actually like went on like a chair. And I just remember it was like right next to me. My, I think my grandma maybe pulled me away. I don't remember, but I just remember being terrified after that. And I was like, I'm going in the house. <laughs> I was like five wow. or six or something. But I, I love to look from afar. I think it's so beautiful. So what about like professional ones though? You still don't want to be close? No, no. Well, I don't want to be like right next to them. Well, I mean, but like for fear that they'll backfire. I like watching (laughs) them in person. Like I've been at Summerfest when they put them off, uh, when they set them off. I actually used to go to a fourth, um, it might've been 4th of July celebration in St. Louis Mm. and watch the fireworks there. That was fun at a school. You know, just in like a football field or whatever. Yeah. But I love fireworks. I my favorites are the big like weeping willow ones. Like the oh, super yeah, those sparkly. Ones are good. Oh, those are those so, ones are good. Oh, I love them. I love when they fill like the whole sky too. Yeah. I like those too. So what's the biggest fireworks display every year? Do you know? I think it might actually depend upon what you would consider the biggest. Like if it's a, v- a total viewership technically the largest fireworks display or the biggest one and most popular is the macy's new york city display uh, they have yeah i think that's July. the most popular one that everybody knows about right well but i wonder like so they set off fireworks but aren't people already outside watching their own fireworks but it's it's televised and so yeah. i think that's why yeah. it has technically the biggest viewership because a lot of these places don't and if we're talking you know, I, one thing I'll say about the New York City one that I didn't really realize is that it actually goes across all the five boroughs of New York City. And so there are barges that are just out on the water, and that's where all the fireworks displays shoot off from. And so you can see it from anywhere in the city, which is mm-hmm. amazing to me. I think that's so cool. It is really cool. I bet it would that, be awesome that is to be really a part of that. Cool. Yeah. But if you are going to the side of who like has 
the most in-person attendees. Apparently, Minnesota's got a big shebang called the Red, White, and Boom Festival. I said festival. I meant festival. (laughs) With about 75,000 attendees. And Lake Tahoe actually is supposedly even bigger at 100,000 attendees. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people, but is that weird that it sounds like it's not that many to me? I don't think it's happening this year. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Uh, But yeah, uh, that, uh, I mean. Judging by the size of like certain cities, it seems a little low, but I guess people go out to a number of different places to go see Lake Tahoe's not that big though, right? So 100,000 is pretty, that's a lot. A lot of people go on the water to go see them. Like they sit on their boats and set it up. Oh, it's apparently really cool. Yes. If only. If only. I know. I know. Um, Do you have any 4th of July traditions or favorite memories or anything like that? Um, I think as far as traditions go, it kind of has changed, I think, as we have moved now, like we usually do a cookout. We've been having people over at our pool for the last few years, and that's a fun tradition. We, I will say my sister and brother-in-law host a 3rd of July party, oh, and okay. so it's actually the night before, and that's really fun. Um, I have gone to that several years, and I think, you know, it's a nice tradition because it kind of brings everyone together without forcing everyone out on like the busiest day. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. yeah. What about you? So when we were kids, we actually did have a house on the lake, mm-hmm. um, a vacation house. And it was a pretty big lake in Michigan. And we had one of the biggest yards. And okay. there was a guy that lives on the lake who had a license to do professional fireworks. And so... I wonder how many people actually have licenses to do that. Uh, I don't think that many. <laughs> so anyways... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure. But so the tradition was every year the fireworks would be launched from our house because we had the biggest, biggest yard. All the boats from the whole lake would basically gather in front of our house and we would have a huge party. My parents would invite all their friends and like the whole yard would be full of chairs and it was just like this whole thing. And so we did that for years. That was the tradition. That's awesome. That's yeah. incredible. Like how many people would you say? Out in our house, like maybe 50. Okay. And then the whole lake. Oh my God. They would be That's on so their boats. Cool. Yeah. So would they, they would set them off from your yard, like towards the water, yeah. right? Away from everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I think it's cool too when there's a lot of people that get pulled together. We used to celebrate my cousin's birthday, which was like it's technically a few days before, but we always used to have his birthday party on the 4th of July because it just got everyone together. It was a nice excuse, you know, in between the quote unquote dry season from like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, blah, blah, blah. This mm-hmm. was like an, a, mm-hmm. you know, got us together mid year and it was yeah. always fun. It is fun. Are there any recipes that your family used to make or isn't it like that you have to have at 4th of July? Um, well, my mom does make, and I make it now too. It's very simple. Just a berry, like a fruit salad, but only berries. And you put a little champagne in it. I think you Yes. Oh my God. So good. That I think is it. My mom lives on a lake now and this, and she's been for the past few years also doing like a huge 
party at her house because they also have it's not from their yard but they also do a huge like lake firework thing so she has a huge party every year for that too so yeah I like it I typically don't go I know that there are insane parades in a number of cities like we used to perform I think (laughs) you know because we talked several episodes ago about band (laughs) but we used to perform in our fourth of July or it was called the keep it top parade back in our hometown and god just marching in like wool uniforms through sweltering heat it was just insane but that sounds awful uh, yeah (laughs) and I don't I'm trying to remember how long the parade was because it probably wasn't that long at all like in, in terms of length yeah. Distance, excuse me. But in terms of you know, oh, actual length, yeah, <laughs> it was. It seemed to go on forever. And we're like, this sucks so bad. Oh, man. But it, it was always fun, too, just because everyone got out. I don't so know. do you have any favorite – do you have any foods you have to have or family? I mean, as far as it went with my – like my family when we used to celebrate my cousin's birthday, my aunt used to make – she called it dirt cake. And it's like – chocolate pudding, Oreos crushed up throughout. Like it's like layers of dirt. Yeah. We used to have that in school. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like the best, like Aunt Deb to this day cannot not make the best dirt cake. Oh God. I haven't had it for a long time. Now I really, really want it. With the gummy worms? Yes. Yes. Now I really want that. Hmm. Yeah. I I remember kids bringing that in for birthdays. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was always like, oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Because I mean, I would just bring in like candy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like easy. I like overachieving parents. I mean, I guess good job, but also way to show up everybody else. Come on. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They'd be like in in like individual cups. Yeah. Could you imagine carrying that for a class of 30? That's so impressive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to knock anybody who does that because again, kudos to you. I love it. Yeah. And people obviously appreciate it. And you still remember it to this day. Yeah, this is yeah. true. Um, the other thing that I think I haven't had for a while, but I do think is really, really good. It, you know, especially like you just said, like the fruit stuff, like the berries. Another family member used to make this strawberry pretzel I jello thing. I okay. don't even know. I think she used to call it like strawberry surprise, strawberry okay. pretzel surprise. And it's like crushed up pretzels on the bottom, almost like almost like a cake crust or Mm -hmm. pie crust Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think some sort of cream cheese, something or other filling, and then pretzels in jello, like on the top. And it's just weirdly phenomenal. That is interesting. Yeah. Sweet, salty. I don't think I've ever had anything like that. Oh, I'll have to see if I have a recipe for it somewhere and try to make it. Okay. But I just feel like anything that's like – red and you know cherry or strawberry it's just so festive for fourth of july and obviously a barbecue i mean obviously well yes that's a given right like give me a hamburger on fourth of july yeah Yeah. what about like i they always think of popsicles especially Mm -hmm. those ones that are red white and blue oh fire firecracker Mm -hmm. oh are they called firecracker i think so i think you're right actually i never really liked those that much but i do like myself a good popsicle I also didn't really – I liked the white part. I don't know what flavor it is, but I always liked the middle. I didn't like the blue. I always liked the middle. I like the red. Which is just so small by comparison. I know. As far as real it, estate it, on the popsicle. And I, isn't it on the bottom? So I feel oh, like – Oh, the I red was to, on the top. Is it on the top? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It was red, white, and blue. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Duh. I like, but no, I like popsicles are great. Freeze pops too. Don't they, they also sell, I have never, I have yet to get this, but they also sell like, I'll say freeze pop bags, but alcohol pouches. Oh, you know what I mean? Like margaritas or something like that. Costco has them. (laughs) I've been wanting to try them, but I, for some reason, every time I go to Costco, I either forget or they like don't have them. Like, do they actually become slushy form? I'm not sure, but I think so. They're just like you would see in those you know, freeze pops. They're in yeah. the same form, but yes, they have alcohol. They're, they're adults. This so might be something adults. that we need to, that we need to look in. It's a very DVP centric thing. We definitely yeah. need to. Yeah. No, we really that. need to look into it. Um, I'm all about it. And I yeah. think they have different flavors as well. And I think they're like calorie wise, not even that bad for you. I wouldn't even think about it. I'm just I would saying, just do it to I, enjoy, to cool down, to be like, oh yeah. True. But I'd be like, vibe. I, I need another one. <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. There are a hundred calories. That's not bad. That's less no. than a glass of wine. Yeah. And they're long plastic tubes. They have about 8% alcohol. It's pretty, that's pretty I won't decent. complain about that. That's like a Riesling. They're Wait. from Slim Chillers. Slim Chillers. Yeah. So we're going to have to try these. Oh, that's probably why I haven't seen them. They're only in select states. But you can buy them online. I feel like I've heard – oh, you can buy them online? Apparently. I just got to their website too and I'm like like drooling over this right now. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just just have to find where they buy them or where Mm -hmm. they sell them. Mm -hmm. And But I've seen not this brand. I've seen other ones like hourglass-shaped pouches that I think are just – I think they're purely margarita. I'll have to look at it next time I go to the store. But damn, basically anything that reminds me of that – you know, it's super hot, something that cools you down, whether it's a pool, a fan, a mister. Oh my God. I don't know why, but like, have you ever walked past a mister, a misting fan? Sometimes I wish I could just have one for myself. You know, you can. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I could. You could put it on your balcony and just go out there and like, oh, that would be yourself. so nice. But then the stupid bees would come get me. But, oh. Yeah, no, I I look forward to 4th of July every year just because, again, it really, well, not to downplay like our independence, but I also just really like the fact that it is an opportunity to bring everybody together. And it kind of, you know, it's one of those things where it kind of doesn't matter, like your walk of life, whatever. Everyone just comes together to celebrate the country. Yeah. And it's fun because I feel like there's no obligation to it. Like, not, you know, like, it's just like, you can really do whatever you want. Be with your friends, be with your family. Like, you know, like Christmas is like, is I love Christmas, but like there's gifts and, you know, family obligations. And 4th of July is just kind of like, do whatever you want. It's like a free for all. It's fucking Have freedom, people. It's freedom. It's being independent. Freedom. We'll get like George Michael playing in here and yeah. just go crazy. I really should stop I singing think, on these podcasts. I think Jamie and I think that we're being videoed because we were both dancing at that we moment. <laughs> I mean, technically we are being videoed yeah. right now. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think Great we thought other. you all listeners could see us. <laughs> Which a is probably a good, dance party. It's probably a good thing that you didn't, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for myself. <laughs> special. It's a special moment. Special oh, times. Oh, my God. Well, I am really looking forward to, you know, having a good time drinking you know, some, maybe some more of this for Dello or maybe those ice pops or maybe both. Who knows? 
Or maybe something you haven't even thought of that will strike yeah. your fancy tomorrow. White claw? No. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think about I mean, our wine here? I think it's still delish. I do too. I do like it chilled. I, this is the problem. This is my one plight about summer drinking is that you can't actually just have the bottle sitting out with you because no, you, you need, need to keep it in the fucking fridge or you need one of those cooler sleeves. A cooler sleeve or an ice bucket. Or you know what we have that I always forget about? It's called a corksicle. Now, corksicle mm-hmm. is a brand, but like the corksicle is like you freeze this basically big-ass straw yeah. And then you pour the wine. It's like an aerator too. And it chills it as it goes through. But I don't think it really holds like the cold as yeah, well. Yeah, you as- have to, it has to be after your first pour. Otherwise, um, yes, it it'll spill over. <laughs> I did so, that once. Did that one. Yeah. I mean, sometimes just good, and a good old ice bucket works. Yeah. You know, or like if you have a cooler, just throw it in your cooler outside. Just something. But yes, I agree. I like it when it's chilled, but- I definitely, it is acidic for sure. So as far mm. as the smell, I know we said it's not sweet, but it smells like it might be a little sweet. I, and I always equate it to this peach candy that we used to sell in high mm. school for like foreign language club. And these little like peach hearts or something. It just smells just like that. And it's so nice. Yeah. But- I mean, I could see that. I don't know. What, I've never had that candy, so I can't relate God. to it, but I can, I can, I can see where the peach comes from. Which is surprising Um, though, because on the, on the palate, like when you drink it, it does not actually taste like peach at all. There's also like a nectarine to it. I know peach and nectarine are very similar, but I think I get that. Yeah, actually that's a good description. And then, you know, again, you can't get away from like the citrus stuff. Like you said, grapefruit before, I think when it's extra chilled, grapefruit really kind of sinks through a little bit, but now that it's warmed up a little bit, it's, it is more on that lemonade you know, watered down lemonade side mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This would actually, if you put some frozen fruit in here, that'd be another great way to kind of keep it cool. Pseudo sangria. Yeah. yeah. Like frozen strawberries or like frozen, frozen nectarines. I mean, like, I think that that would be awesome because it would keep it cool and not water it down. And it probably, you know, you not like that I'm usually, I don't know why, but that could work too. Just because mm-hmm. it's, it's crisp, man. It's crisp. Yeah, we got to experiment with our different, you know, fruity flavors and kind of keeping it cool ideas. Uh, I am always a fan. One of my favorite whites, for sure. I'm really interested now to potentially try some Verdello from Australia because I didn't actually know that it was that common in Australia. I I didn't really either. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So I feel like I need to go find some from Australia and see what that's like. I think that they have a lot of good stuff that comes out of there. I, I'm saying a lot of good stuff that's not like your favorite, like the little penguin one or mm. yellowtail or whatever. Like I like one step above. Penfolds yeah. is good. And they even have some less expensive options. I really think that this is this is just an excellent summertime sipper. Patio pounder, summertime I sipper. I definitely do. And um I'll cheers to our independence and to freedom. Fuck yeah, bitches. Freedom. Yeah. Well, cheers to freedom. Cheers to independence. Yeah. Everyone have a safe and happy and healthy holiday. Yeah. Everyone be safe. Drink responsibly. 
but have a freaking amazing time. Fuck yeah, America. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.